Welcome to Sonic Dorms. And on today's show, I have a very special guest. I got a new, young, probably one of my favorite artists that have come around my radar in the last several months. That's Pure Intention. And what's insane is that they only have one single out officially at the moment. It's called Bulletproof. It was released October of last year. That's 2020. Um, probably one of the brightest things that uh, I encountered last year. Uh, but with that being said, uh, thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So, if, guys, if you wouldn't mind introducing me and uh, whoever watches this, um, introducing yourselves to everybody. Man, All right. Well, I'm Tim. Uh, I play guitar and I do some singing in the band. So that's that's it. <laughs> that's this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Joe. I play bass and I sing sometimes, and I'm the manager. Uh, and I'm I'm John. I'm on the drums. And uh, yeah, I, I sing a little bit too. Nothing released yet. I sing though. That's Tim. I'm bulletproof. He's doing yeah. singing. So, so that's interesting. So you all kind of sing in your own way, then, huh? Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we try to kind of like because some songs fits Tim's voice, but other ones fit Joe's voice or something like that. So it's, we don't want to limit ourselves to just one person singing if we don't have to. That's cool. Some of my favorite bands are the bands that like you'd listen to an entire album or EP or whatever, and like every two songs would be another, like the other singer in the band. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Keep, it, keep, it keep you on your toes, you know? Yeah. yeah. Blink 182. There you go. Yeah. So, so, um, interesting. So Joe, you manage the band as well? Sort of. Yeah. I, I booked the interview. I booked the studios. I, uh, Joe kind of just tells us what we're going to do. And we're like, all right, sure. Yeah, I keep <laughs> in mind. So did yeah. that come naturally to you, Joe, uh, getting into management like that? Was that something that you just fell into or did you plan on it or what? Uh, I, I'm the only one that doesn't really fuck around. So like, yeah, right. he, he messes around a little bit. Little bit yeah. Yeah, it's not, it, it was also because we're at, I feel like, cause we practiced at Joe's house or a garage for a while. So I feel like it was just kind of like, he just, he just kind of took care of everything yeah. kind of professional for a little bit. Whenever and, we would go to his garage, Joe was kind of, you know, of course Joe's calling the shots of one where he both come over. So, it so it just kind of naturally took over. I mean, I'm cool. We're cool with it. So all good he's a good manager i'd say yeah thank you yeah. number one in the business <laughs> right on right on that's awesome so um something i like to do with starting off on the show is um getting down and dirty into the uh, details of the origin story where you guys come from what inspired you and what brought you together as a as a unit where should we start it right, you, <clears throat> yeah. yeah so we're all buddies from high school but uh i wasn't ex- all of us weren't expecting being a band with each other it was this was like the least I don't likely. think we were expecting to be in touch after high school either. But we, yeah, I sure. mean, we were mutuals in high school, but we weren't like best friends in high school. Yeah, we, we never really said hi in the hallways. Really. And, but these two got together during a quarantine because bass and guitarist, and they yeah. started jamming. So, so you I guys think, can tell. I think that. Joe, you picked up bass or something. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, I started playing guitar. wasn't good at that. So <laughs> here we are. Switched it to bass. Yeah. Yeah. And then they and then, texted me. I played percussion at uh, our high school. And they were like, but it wasn't like drum sets. It was just like a odd assortment of instruments that you hit with a stick. So uh, they they texted me like, you play drums. I was like, I can. And I showed up one day and then, yeah, it was, that yeah, was it. it was, <laughs> the um, trio. We, we were, managed to work pretty well. We were drummerless for a while. We didn't have anybody. Um, and we had this one guy, but like he never really showed up. So yeah, we were like, all right, you're gone. So then we bought a kit on Facebook Marketplace for $100 because – that was our problem. We didn't have a kid. Like, and I didn't have one drummers. either. I was like, if you guys give me a kid, I'll play. Yeah. What I'm hearing here, which I really dig is something that you don't really hear or see from often. Um, a lot of attention going towards like 
young bands who just organically fell together into like just came together organically and just started riffing on stuff that just sounded badass in their garage yeah. or in a room in some trashy room but they just started making some noise i mean that's how nirvana got together you know it was just a matter of like three kids who just dig music a lot really like you know had some time on their hands and just started making some noise but i think yeah. that still exists obviously with guys like you that exists the idea of just organic musicianship just musicians coming together in a room and just making some noise and it's really cool and refreshing i think and in these days to see that like continue to happen so kudos to you guys really thank you thank you i, I definitely like if we're playing something like tim knows the guitar the best joe knows the bass the best and i know the drums we can add stuff during the songs and it kind of makes it better each time we play it so it's very just like kind of improv at a certain point where we're just kind of playing we don't really know what we're doing and then and then a song comes out of it and it's, pretty, it's really cool that process so so you bring up songwriting now is that how it happens to you then when you're writing songs you guys just start jamming on a riff and then maybe you start uh, yeah, like no shit about theory i just started yeah we're not that's we're cool. not it's like all right <laughs> we're not like uh we don't know any music theory uh i guess the, the most we, we know, know chords we know chords yeah. i know how to play root notes like <laughs> yeah we, we so we kind of like fear as we go so tim usually comes to the table he's like i have a riff and he yeah. plays like five seconds of it so then he'll like then he'll play it for like 30 seconds straight and me and Joe just try to figure out something to do with it. And then we get like a base of what we want it to be. And then like, you know, we just play it for a week there. straight of just that basic riff and it starts to become more and more and more. Yeah. And then it's like, Hey, these lyrics might work for it. And then yeah. you, know, you got to, that's pretty much how bulletproof work. Tim had a riff we played and then lyrics came a week later and then we're like, all right, this is the song. Yeah. That was we just it. Kinda, even if we have like a line or two of lyrics, we'll try to work off that and come yeah. out pretty well. I think is um when it comes to like, the music of this band now is it just happening organically or did you come into this with like a plan and a vision of like this is what we want to sound like i think our influences play a big part on what we're trying to sound like because like obviously like there's some bands who like love like older rock or whatever but they don't sound like that but i feel like we were definitely like we did some covers and then we kind of branched off into our own stuff and i i, I feel like we're just trying to that's where it came from. It's just like the stuff we like. Cause if, if Joe, Joe's a big Nirvana guy. So it's like, we, we sound a little punky sometimes and, or, you know, we can switch it up. So, yeah. So if you, uh, all three individually wouldn't mind telling me, uh, your own influences, like personally, I just stole one. I just, but yeah, you guys, Go. uh, well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big doors guy. I really think John Densmore is like one of the most gifted drummers. Cause he's just so spontaneous, but I wouldn't say I drum like him though. It's that was just a, that was like the first people I got into that kind of like the rock genre and then ACDC. Uh, and I think Phil Rudd from ACDC, he, he's just kind of like a simple drummer. So it's really easy to get into ACDC stuff. So when I first started playing on kid, it was like ACDC, ACDC, just learn those beats. Cause that's like, you know, the roots to playing a drum set. So that probably ACDC, the doors. And I mean, Besides, I mean, Eminem too, but that's not rock. So I don't, he's, I just think his lyrics are crazy. So that's probably it, my three. It's, it's still, it still involves rhythm, by the way, Eminem. Yeah, well, for sure. And so. it, some of Eminem's older stuff, I mean, it is just, ba it's a, a guy playing a bass and a guy on a drum. And that's like, that's how they used to record like old rap. So, I mean. It's awesome, dude. I threw. You want to go? Me? Yeah. So, um, I guess my main dudes, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, my main, my main bands, uh, that'll be, um, Go with uh, ACDC. Uh, there's a band called Airborne. I really love them. They're like uh, ACDC. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they're pretty similar, I think. 
And then um, big Motley Crue guy, and I'm a, oh, yeah. I'm a big Kiss guy. Uh, you know, ACC. I feel like you know everyone starts you know talking about their inspirations with guitar and stuff. You know, Angus and Malcolm are always on there, and I feel like Malcolm is was essential for me learning how to play rhythm guitar, just because he's he was like always you know, it's like right on beat. You know, it's just straightforward. It was pretty simple, simple stuff, but simple in a good way. Yeah, you know it's all the band needed was that simple stuff. And I mean, how big is ACDC? I mean, one of the biggest rock bands today. Yeah, and then. Uh, Mick Mars, I think, is one of the most underrated guitarists I've seen. I mean, if you look, if you, you know, if you try to play his riffs, you have to, you know, you had to like dissect them piece by piece. You know, some of them are actually pretty complicated, and it's amazing how he's able to do it so cleanly all the time. And then Ace Freely, for me, that's my, <laughs> it's, he's tied up with my number one guitar heroes. Ace Freely, I feel like he's the master of playing in the box. Yeah, some people say he's limited in what he could do, but I feel like, although he, yes, he is limited, what he could do with that. It's just great, and I just love him. It's fantastic. Go off, Tim. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, you know I'm I'm glad you're going off because guys like Mick Mars in particular don't get enough talk. I don't think enough people talk about Mick Mars, and he's su- like superbly underrated as a guitar oh, yeah. player. And uh, he's got a tone. I love guitarists that have unique tones. Like when you listen to Eddie Van Halen, rest in peace. You know, to him, uh, you know immediately. When you hear Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, and then you get into guys like Jimi Hendrix and Eric yeah. Clapton. But Mick Mars, when you hear him, he's got that raw, like as he said in his, um, when he put his uh, information out in the uh, newsletter that Nikki Six and Tommy Lee later found him through that ad. Uh, he said, uh, looking for loud, rude, aggressive guitarists, like he yeah. had a loud, rude, aggressive tone to his guitar playing, you know? Yeah. Um, it, I don't know if you've ever checked out uh, the Motley Crue album that was released in 1994. It was self-titled. It's only it's known as Motley Crue 94 in the fan base, but uh, it's the record they did without Vince Neil on vocals. The one record they did without him. Yeah, and it's basically Crue just branching out and laying it down like a hard rock blues based metal band. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to really hear Mick Mars like going nuts, put that record on. And Tommy Lee, by the way, again, Tommy, yeah, I mean, yeah. Tommy Lee is just like he's one. He's another one of those drummers where I feel like uh, it's like everything, he, every song he does, it's like something different. It's not like a, just a basic beat. He's like doing tricks with his hands, and he's playing like the floor tom more than the snare. Some songs, so I feel like Tommy Lee is just like it's just I like I like that drummer type where it's just like you don't have to do this over and over and over again. It's like just because it's not like the like what's written in the script. I mean, you can just do whatever you want. You can still make it work if you rock hard enough. So yeah, yeah they're rule breakers, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not, so. it's not the basic stuff you see every day. And I think I like, that's, that's what I like about them. That's how you find innovation, right? It's like yeah, they're yeah. breaking some rules from time to time. All right. All right. Joe, you want to uh, drop some of yours? I'm a big uh, green day guy. So uh, especially on the early records, uh, their bass player, Mike Dern, he had a really like bright, like mid rangey tone and it really popped out. And he would always do these like, counter melodies and stuff to like really like you know give the band what it needed and that's like really when i started to first notice like bass and music um so like he's probably one of the reasons i picked it up playing and uh while we're talking motley Crue, i like nicky six a lot i think he's a really good player he's not flashy at all but like i mean they're a guitar band so he doesn't really need to go fucking nuts and stand out he does what needs to be done and i really like his lyrics a lot i think he's a talented lyricist and uh Let's see who else. Who else? Uh, Got to say Nirvana. I mean, yeah, Nirvana. Chris Novoselic, <laughs> great bass player, fantastic. He's tall. Oh, yeah. He's, tall, he's right. a big man. Yeah, <laughs> he's tall as well. Uh, 
Well, Sean Paul Jones. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. That's awesome. I mean, the, you mentioned again, guys that like should get mentioned more often. Nikki six, you know, people mostly like talk about his lyrics, but I'm like, he's a solid bass player. Yeah. And uh, very, again, I think he comes from like the Gene Simmons school of bass playing. Speaking of yeah. kids here and that he's like, just laying it down. He's not about being super flashy or over the top uh, like a Billy Sheehan would be. He's more of like, uh, you know, he's just like laying down the foundation so that the groove, so that Mick Mars can go crazy on top of the music and whatnot. And Tommy yeah. Lee, obviously, as well. But, um, and Chris Novoselic, I mean, nasty bass tone. Like, sure. so with that being said, um, just based on what I heard, with uh bulletproof i i'm getting like some 60s like garage rock vibes like super like like almost like um like that dirty almost like dare i say even like black rebel motorcycle club kind of stuff like super like gnarly sounding like fuzzy yeah, like, yeah just raw but it sounds clean like what i love i don't know who actually like um records your material but uh, I don't know if you guys are self-produced or whatnot, but the mix is really well done. It doesn't, it sounds like a garage rock song, but it's still, I can still make out the bass, the guitar and the vocals and everything sounds clean and nothing sounds like, like you guys just like, it's not a shitty recording is what I'm trying to say here. It sounds right. really fresh and distinct. We were, we were, when we were, uh, about to record bulletproof we were because we were like looking around studios and like wow this is there's a lot of money to record a song we, you know we didn't we thought we knew it was going to cost money but it was like this is a commitment and we had like a garage band like just recording on an ipad and we we're like do we upload this and we were considering it for a second and thank god we did it because yeah. that, you had yeah. no idea what the hell was going on in that song oh, so, yeah yeah it was pretty funny yeah, that, so, i mean it is that's what it is it's, i mean we're a garage band that's where we started off and it was just yeah so yeah, yeah, then thank God we booked a studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably you guys actually have like an engineer like that actually like helped you like record the track or? Yeah, yeah. We went to uh, Sound Vault Studios. Um, it's it's here in Chicago. Yeah, it's Chicago. Yeah. Illinois, yeah. Um, went there and uh, we're we got we we didn't like commit ourselves to one. So we're recording the EP. What Saturday? We're recording yeah. Saturday, at... and we're going to a different place. And it's nothing personal. We just we just go around trying and it's honestly a money is a feature too it's like we, we can't gig yet you know because everything's closed down so right. we, whatever the you know most valuable way for us to record our music without like putting us like on our asses in the middle of nowhere it's that's yeah. what we have to do but yeah the so. guy we're the guy we're going to saturday um my friend he's in a band called bleak he was in a bigger band before that but they broke up um so it's his friend that's going to be the engineer he does all their music and they sound really cool so oh, yeah is is um i've heard you've got a uh ep coming up soon is yeah, that yep. correct yep. yes sir so are those tracks ready laid out already already recorded ready to go no uh, we're, we're recording this saturday. saturday this saturday okay yeah. so that's involving the ep gotcha right. yeah yeah okay and four only songs. four tracks yeah four, yeah. four tracks they're pretty solid tracks i like yeah, yeah. and they're written already everything's yep. written everything's, yeah. everything's yeah. pretty much set in stone we just gotta put it on a track and then we're done so. so in those four tracks who's taking the lead vocals for the majority of those well tim is two and then the other two are split between me and joe so like that that was like one of the big kickers for this ep we kind of wanted to put me and joe's voice out there just to see like 
you know, how it gets perceived by the public. And it's like, if Tim's songs, you know, maybe did or do better than it's like, all right, maybe we'll just put Tim more on the songs than me and Joe. But, you know, it was an experiment. And I think, I think all three of us are on track sound really good. So it's going to be, it's going to be yeah. cool recording that. And like, I think nice thing about all three of us, we have like kind of, we have distinct voices. Yeah. So I guess Bogus could do more of like a, I, I, more like a Vince Neil. Yeah. I sound a little bit like Vince Neil. So joke. Not yeah. and not as good as Vince Neil, Yo, but I mean, it's it's kind of like that. Better like, than him now. Yeah, better than him now. <laughs> you can actually hear what I, you can make out what <laughs> words I'm saying. Hey, you said it. <laughs> um, yeah, then Joe's got more of like uh, Joe Strummer. Where he Joe kind of reminds me of the Ramones. I don't know if I'm just off, but Joe's voice is kind of like I wouldn't say like mumbling, but it's more just like it's not. It's kind of like a, a talking. I would say, but it's like you're yeah, still it's, singing. It's, he like, talk singing. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. yeah. He's so, got like a good voice for like punk and yeah. for like kind of something similar like that. Yeah. And then I got that raspy. Tim's got that raspy like Le- 80s Lemmy. rock. Yeah. 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 Lemmy is a good comparison to Tim. More and more. It's and then, so yeah. Tim Tim sings two. Joe sings one, and I sing one. So yeah, it's gonna be cool. That's badass. I love the fact that you're a trio, by the way. I mean, I think that's there's not enough trios out there, especially we were, almost, we we're almost not a trio. <laughs> we oh, really. It was almost yeah. a fourth member. Well, originally, none of us sang. Yeah, and we, it was like, Tim was like the only one that like, I honestly he wasn't. He was the only one that could sing and play yeah, at the same time. And, I, yeah, and but, I wasn't, I was also a little bit like still shy with them a little bit. I was like, so I, I definitely wasn't trying my hardest to sing. I was like, ah, you know what, Tim, you just sang. Yeah, yeah the way I kind of sang a bulletproof wasn't the way I originally sang. I kind of like tried singing normally, you know what I mean? Without, and, without any rapidness. And it wasn't, wasn't good. And so we opened auditions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just, we literally just went to Snapchat, posted a picture. And I was like, hey, if you could sing, thanks. slide up and swing through. And uh, somebody, somebody slid up on my story and said, Hey, I mean, I sing this and that. And we had her, it, it was a girl and we had her come through and we told her to just like learn like five songs, five covers. And she just didn't do that. So when we played, she was just giving like this attitude to us. And we're just like, all right i mean like do yeah. you want to be here or not because yeah. like yeah. we were serious we like we were really trying to you know make this something and i feel and like she, she kind of snapped at us too yeah and, and she's like, like well I'm this like, isn't my playlist i'm yeah. like that's what okay. she said this isn't my playlist i was like, just sitting there i'm like yo you want to play misty mountain hop i don't know that one like all right well we told you to learn it so like what <laughs> three days before we told her to learn five songs like girls got rhythm paranoid i don't even my generation like three, yeah it was like easy songs three easy songs where you could get like a different range but yeah, it just didn't work out. She didn't really fit the mold. And I think right after that happened, Joe was just like, I, I mean, the chemistry between us three is perfect. Let's just like work yeah. on Tim's voice. And, and then think I would do because I think we when we came up Bulletproof, that's when we found I could do the raspy voice. Yeah. Um, who wrote? I think I, I wrote, like, I wrote some of the worst lyrics known to man. <laughs> at, and when I was working, I was just thinking about these lyrics and this and this and this. And the I, first line, to give you some idea, the first line was stupid ass bitch. It was about a breakup, okay? It wasn't anything about, you know, I that's the those are the words. But anyway, the word bulletproof was in there. Yeah. And Joe yeah. was like, all right, I'm not a big fan of this, but bulletproof, bulletproof. is cool. And, <laughs> yeah. So, and I was kind of playing this um that that he they, they, that main riff you hear, the Daryl do do. I was kind of playing that before. Good and they were like, let's try it. And I did, and you know, I said, All right, let's go with a bulletproof. You get I me? Mean? We and it just worked. The song came together within like 30 like, two minutes. weeks. Like no, Whoa, all together. Um, oh yeah, lyrics came together like in an hour. Yeah, me and, and then, Joe worked on these lyrics like one night, and then it was like, 
Half of them we used, we had, half of them we, we threw the, away. Yeah, we had a first verse and then the chorus. Yeah, and then, and then I came in, I wrote the second. And universe. then it was like the day before recording, and we we're like, we still need one line in the chorus. And Tim's like, oh, let's say high octane. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, all right, and that, that was the song. And then I mean, we we yeah. Tim goes Tim like dorms at a college, so we we're just kind of like we wanted to kind of put something out there. It was like <laughs> like to solidify that we're a band, you know. Yeah, so it, yeah, it, yeah. it so it did wither away while he was gone. Yeah, and I think it really did work, even yeah. though it might not be like. The, a grammy winning song but i mean but it got it, the, it was I cool think, and... i think it's a just a cool fun song great it's, first i don't song think we're but we don't take ourselves like seriously at all i mean we take ourselves seriously in some context but like we're I'm, not I'm trying to, to be like the next like yeah like the next award-winning selling like inspirational band we're just yeah. trying to make music the way we want to make music and yes. it's a little goofy it's it's not too serious like it's not serious music in the we, way we it's like we're not talking it. about serious stuff right. you yeah. know we're having fun with it yeah and it's like something happens and you know we get some momentum then you know it happens yeah have you gotten any any uh, reception? Like, uh, what's the reception been to to the first single? We got a few streams in India, which is pretty cool. <laughs> India, Italy, and Australia, and Canada, and somewhere else. But and I mean, we, we haven't hit a thousand yet. But I mean, for like, we're at like seven hundred streams, which is pretty pretty good for a yeah. no name band who yeah. has like no background of anything of any sort. It's just three yeah, dudes that play instruments. Yeah, and... we literally just came out and said, hey, listen to our song. I mean, we didn't promote it. Well, I mean, we promoted we, it we, a week playlist, before. Yeah, like, yeah it wasn't on a playlist. Yeah, just... we didn't have any videos up of us or anything. And for that, I mean, I mean, it works. 700 yeah. and something. It's 700 yeah. and something. Yeah, to me, you it's know. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, are there going to be things on the cp that are going to surprise anybody coming off of the back of bulletproof where people are going to be like wow i didn't absolutely yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's it's i don't don't want to spoil anything like a movie but it's like i mean it's you it's the same band but i feel like bulletproof in this ep it's like a 180 in my opinion but really i I don't know yeah 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 Yeah. it's more of a in terms of style we change but it's not anything drastic but you can still tell it's us and i think that's what makes it good and 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 when I change it, like, it's not a type of thing where it's like, this is our new sound. Like we have other songs in the bank that sound, you know, similar mm-hmm. to the Bulletproof, like the eighties older rock vibes. And it's just like, I think we're just, I mean, there's no reason for us to just like put ourselves in a corner and just do like yeah. this type of music. I mean, yeah, if, we, if we have something, we think it sounds good. Let's just do it. And yeah, so like, we're all willing to open up, like, you know, to like expand more and like try a new direction, but still the same time. We kind of want, we still want to sound like us. Yeah. And I think we do with the EP. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to be good. It's going to be cool. Yeah. Right. Are you guys going to do any uh, promotion for it? As far as I know, that it's crazy, crazy times right now. No one can really sad and it really sucks that people can't really perform right now. But um, yeah. you guys yeah. going to do any promotion, any live streams or anything like that? Uh, we're, I mean, we, we have a few videos on YouTube of covers, but I mean, live streams and probably we've done a few on Instagram, but like maybe like a full like thing, like where you have to like come like everybody go to Instagram where you like plug it a few days in advance. We might do something like that. Mm-hmm. We did posters for Bulletproof. We put yeah. a bunch of, a we bunch went, of we old school with it. a bunch of flyers and we taped them all around Wrigleyville yeah. and everywhere we can go. And so we're going to do that. We're going to do that. Again. Yeah, we, we, we hung one up in Wrigleyville and some lady came around and took a picture of it. And we're like, Hey, that's one person that would wow. not have seen the song if we yeah. didn't put that yeah, flyer so up. So it's pretty cool. So yeah. we're probably going to do that again. Um, um, but hopefully, hopefully get on a playlist. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause when you, when you first put a song out, you can't um, like pitch it to Spotify curated playlist. So like now that we have Bulletproof out there with these, we could do that a few weeks in advance and hopefully it gets on something that would be yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I love the fact that you guys are just so like pure of intent here with just the way <laughs> oh, seriously, <laughs> yeah, really no, but like for real, it sounds to me like you guys are like, 
you guys are old school in all the right ways. You're not like doing it like out of like uh, you guys think retro is cool or something. You guys just have something in your DNA. Like this sounds cool to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, guys, uh, I really appreciate you guys, you guys taking some time to come on Sonic dorms. I I'm trying to really uh, launch this and I'm just, I just want to bring people on that uh, again, that I think are truly cool and to bring it as a platform for, young aspiring artists such as yourself. So I'd love to have you guys back on when you have the EP out so we can discuss awesome. the EP. But yeah. um, thanks for introducing yourselves to Sonic Dorms and uh, I hope to have you guys back very soon. Thank you for having me.